It's that time of year for drinking too much beer. A turkey overload and random breath tests. We've got jokes, we've got puns, we've got head of a We've got Adam's lusting of cardboard Amy. We've got Graham and Churchill and Nazi Spock too. Merry Christmas, dear listeners. Cause Shatner loves you. And the boys and the girls of staggering stories are with you all the way Till your brains are leaking out on Christmas Day <laughs> oh God. Believe it or not, it's quite a nice song <laughs> Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, to this, the Staggering Stories festive bumper hamper. I'm Noel Crumbly. Fake Crumbly. I was going to say Virgin Mary fake. <laughs> <laughs> That's just oh. not going to work. Oh, dear. <laughs> Go on, Adam, you have the Virgin Mary. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to burn now. <laughs> I think it had the Virgin Amy rather than yes. Virgin Amy. Yeah, Amy. it's questionable. <laughs> So who are you? Oh, God knows. <laughs> I'm uh, Christmas star Adam. Christmas star oh. Adam? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm one of Santa's, or is it Satan's little helpers? You're one of Satan's little helpers. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas future. Ooh, it's you. Gosh, <laughs> your voice broke. <laughs> Sorry, that's a good Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, without further ado, rummaging around in Santa's sack, we whip out the news <laughs> with El Presidente. Woo! We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Doctor Who news. Oh, Woo! Yep. Woo! This explains the crying. The sobbing, the whining, the, the gnashing And the, the way El Presidente's bank manager has been rubbing his hands together in glee. Yeah, yeah. There yes. may be more, um, what's it called? <laughs> oh, when you go and spend money because you're sad. Retail therapy. therapy. Retail therapy, yes. <laughs> Doctor Who news, bye-bye pond. Aww. Aww. So, from El Presidente's case, you sort of tissues out. Well, it's the usual case when she was on the telly. Yes, but these are sad tissues. Oh, not, not, not happy, happy tissues. tissues. <laughs> Stephen Moffat, the vast toffee, Amen. has announced to the sound of breaking hearts everywhere, well, a part of Crawley at least, that the end is near for Amy Pond. Woohoo! Uh, oh, and Rory. <laughs> Moffat said, Their story is going to come to a heartbreaking end. Oh. 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 Is that why he's got me dressed as Amy Pond? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll find out yes. why that is later. <laughs> well, you'll find out. Yeah. He went on to say nothing about their replacement. The Doctor is going to meet a new friend, but I'm not going to tell you anything about he, she or it. Ooh. 
Gosh. Something happened to Moffat's voice. He's <laughs> changed sex. Okay. Moffat may have announced the hardly unexpected departure of the ponds that early so that the Samaritans have time to ramp up for the events. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I suspect it won't be in it? <laughs> I suspect Absent it'll be a her. Well, it might be a female it. <laughs> it'll still be a her. <laughs> we have some more Doctor Who news. Hartnell and Troughton found! <gasps> Hooray! Without the aid of a shovel! <laughs> <laughs> Two presumed lost forever 1960s episodes of Doctor Who have been returned to the BBC archives. Hooray! Hooray! Episode 3 of the William Hartnell story Galaxy 4 and mm-hmm. episode 2 of Patrick Troughton's The Underwater Menace have been found. Yeah, I'll tell you the story of how they were found once we've read this. Oh. No other episodes of Galaxy 4 are known to exist, but episode 3 of The Underwater Menace has already been published as part of the Missing Years no. DVD set. <laughs> Clearly, neither completes a story. The two film canisters were purchased by film collector Terry Burnett at Village Fate near Southampton in the early 80s. <laughs> Despite frequent and well-publicised BBC plans to film collectors for missing episodes, only recently did Burnett realise that he what he had. Clips from both the episodes are now on the official BBC Doctor Who site and To Entertain have said they will be publishing these on DVD in some fashion in 2012. Hmm. Apparently this guy is a film collector and was talking to someone else and said I have some Doctor episodes right. and the person said oh yeah what have you got and he said I think it was Galaxy 4 and yeah. mm-hmm. he's picked up so they asked for it and he brought along a second canister that didn't have any label on it and said I think this is a Doctor Who one as well <laughs> one of them is missing the end credits Right, but that's not a problem because no, they yeah. can splice that mm-hmm. in. Yeah. One of them is missing something like twenty seconds of film, but they're looking at doing a recon with yeah. the audio. And apparently, one of them is very nastily marked right the way through the film. So if it is going to come out, it's going to take a lot of work to yeah. do. Yeah. But seriously, the guy had not heard that anyone <laughs> yeah. was collecting Doctor yeah. stuff. He apparently me. worked for the BBC allegedly at one point, or is a film collector. Uh, it kind of. Yeah. This is up there with the entire Fritz Lang M being discovered in a janitor's closet. Yeah. Because no one had noticed the five rules of film for the last Mm. 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. Weird. It is a bit weird, but at least it's hope that there is more stuff out there. I have an addendum. I can't remember where the place is, but there's um, a radio telescope facility got a little bit overexcited when they realised they were picking up radio waves that seemed to make sense. Got very excited about this until they realised they were picking up 50-year-old radio waves that had been transmitted from Earth 50 years ago and and made their way back, including (laughs) their saying clips of Doctor Who. Ooh. So, <laughs> Is that real? I assume that was some kind of hoax. Well, g- given that it wasn't out on April the 1st, you know. <laughs> I, don't know. I suppose if it, it, it wouldn't have all of it. I suppose it could work like Sono if it hits something that could reflect the sound waves like back. The moon. But a moon, uh, it wouldn't take 50 years. No. <laughs> it would if it did like, you know, when you do, when you're playing pool right. and it oh, ricochets off at an angle, so you mean it could have been bouncing all around the solar system and it's just bouncing it's, its way it's, back again. It's gone all the way out. Has, yeah. has there yeah. been any visual I mean, when it, evidence? When it got to Saturn, all yes. those moons, yes. yeah. it would have been... Is there any visual evidence, though, of these bounce-back pictures? Is there any visual evidence of we? 
wind. Yeah, but wind is <laughs> always the, been. In my case, there is. Yes, there is. Yes, the visual evidence with you is the rest of us throwing up yeah. and leaving the room. This actually was transmitted time. in a visual form, so yeah, it would have well, a visual form when it comes back or it's useless. Well, watch this space. Wait to see what they come up with next. But that amused me. <laughs> I have an addendum. What is your addendum? Right, according to the font of all knowledge... Thank you. Oh, that one. <laughs> yes, apparently there's a family that has a Christmas stunt. Yeah, oh, apparently stunt. Christmas stunt. stunt. <laughs> no, apparently what they do, they've got a vast cache of Lego bricks, mm-hmm. and apparently what they've built this year oh, is a Lego, a seven-foot-high Lego Dalek. Oh, right. I remember that. Really yes. look like a Dalek. No. <laughs> the, these are the bulk standard Lego bricks, not the specially shaped ones. Because mm, yeah. they've yeah. been doing different things every year. That's haven't it. They? Yeah. And apparently, um, this, this Christmas Dalek has um, it has a beard. It's a got beard. Sn- <laughs> it's snow on it. Snow on its dome. Right. And uh, the uh, balls, excuse me, <laughs> are all different colours and sort of have different patterns Funny on them. Funny-shaped balls. Mm, yes. yeah, yeah. Some of them blue. Mm, yes. <laughs> Isn't it cold? Yeah. Even Daleks have a sense of humour and get into the festive spirit. No. <laughs> <laughs> that red Dalek looks like Santa, the way it's all fat and... No. Any other news? <laughs> Any addendums? <laughs> Stop looking at El Presidente like that, Keith. Was that you looking at him in a longing manner? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, that I got the wrong specs on. Right again. It, it no. looks like you were gazing at him in a longing manner, <laughs> as if you wished to peel him off. There is only one. Do we pay that ring? <laughs> No, there were two thoughts in my head there. <laughs> I tried to explain and they, yourself. They kind of got no, muddled. No, do not try to explain yourself. You were peeled back. Off. You were wrong. <laughs> From the floor. You were, <laughs> you were so wrong, words cannot describe. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I apologise to everyone well. out there, because you know he's going to be using that in the outtakes. I'm sorry. It might stay in the original yeah. Peel. <laughs> I've invented a new thing. <laughs> no, you've invented a disgusting thing. Sorry. I think that's it then. Yeah, um, on that bombshell. <laughs> there was one thing which oh. I didn't put, have time to in the news. Um, there's been this feud, allegedly, between Shatner and... Carrie uh, Fisher. Carrie Fisher yes, oh, yes, yes. Which is best, Star Wars or, or Star, Star Trek? Trek. And now George Takai has come along and said you should team up and fight the evil horde of Twilight. Yep, no, I agree yes! with that. One. Yes. Yeah. See, you've got to rely on a gay man to see things as they are. Oh my. <laughs> so are they going to team up and beat the snot out of Robert Patterson? I don't Robert Patterson, okay. Isn't that Twilight mm, dude? No, that's a, Is it yeah. Robert okay. Patterson? Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they should. How did they end up deciding after such a short period of time from both Star Wars? And well, they Star both got books out, so they needed the publicity. Yeah, that's yes. yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year! You may have noticed it's Christmas. Yay! So we are now. Should we be seasonal? Somebody, somebody, somebody kick him. Somebody kick him. I can't. My legs are cold. Thank you. In anyway. the best tradition of Christmas, we shall now pull some crackers. Hey. Now. Begin. Hey. Woo! Hey. What? Bloody hell. <laughs> Would you like to pull my cracker, deal? Could somebody pull Keith's thing? That's it, Adam. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. So, anyway, if you're pulling your cracker alone at Christmas... Oh, we got hats. Oh, oh I've got a pack of playing cards. Oh! 
Justin. Whoa, cop! Oh, bang. Jean didn't get a bang. I've got an arrow. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a tape measure. A tape worm? <laughs> oh, I could do with one of them. But now I've got a tape measure. I have measuring spoons. Ooh, useful. Spoons. I've got a fish yeah. skeleton. Uh, not oh, that's so useful. Owner. Ah. Go on, hats. I've got paper hats. On. Yeah. Paper hats. Woo-hoo. I've got a thingy. I'm curious. Why, got have thingy. I got, why have I got an arrow? Let's open it? it up and find what it does. Okay. Who is never hungry at Christmas? I don't, I don't know. know. Who, Who is, is never hungry, hungry at Christmas? Christmas? The turkey. He's always stuffed. Oh, okay. What beats his chest and swings from Christmas cake to Christmas cake. I don't, I don't know. know. What, what beats his chest, chest and, and swings from Christmas cake to Christmas cake? Tarzy pan. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's bad. That's pretty right. cool. I'm going to save that one for work. <laughs> what brown and creeps around the house? I don't, I don't know. know. What brown and creeps around the house? house? A blocked toilet. Oh, no. <laughs> Mint spies. Oh, oh. Mint spies. Okay. What's the best thing to put in a Christmas cake? I don't, I don't know. know. What, what is, is the, the best, best thing, thing to, to put, put in, in a Christmas, Christmas cake? cake? LSD. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> Your teeth. Oh. oh. That one is bad. Oh, Jane. <laughs> She's still weeding it. <laughs> it's a s sound and a h sound. <laughs> And a look sound. Look. Now, now, when no, you read it on these, you read it out loud. Come on. Yeah, right, Come on. Right. <laughs> what happens if you eat the Christmas decorations? You I get tinsulitis. I told you. My one's blank. 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 Turn it over. There it is. What do vampires put on their turkey at Christmas? We don't, don't know. know. What, what do vampires, vampires put on their turkey at Christmas? Grave. E. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was another another cracking <laughs> bunch. <laughs> I, still, I can't fit. work out what my arrow's yeah. for. It's got, arrow. it's got arrows on both sides. What's, What's the instructions say? I don't know. It's in, like, minus six font. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I found out what my thingy is. Oh, no, really? <laughs> Do tell. What get? is your thing? I've been married. I'm all ears. I didn't your mum oh, have this conversation <laughs> with you. It's a it's... bookmark. No, no, no. It's one of them things, right? You put on Let's there. Just chuck it down her cleavage. <laughs> I'm I still keep interested. it all in here. Interested. <laughs> it clips on there. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> it clips on there, and then you put your serviette in it, all your serviette there, so you don't get it all down your front. I saw your bra then. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you did pull your top out to there. I'm jealous. <laughs> you can see Andy's bra. Okay. Andy? <laughs> He's really shy. What is her thing then? It's called a dizzy compass. <laughs> is it? Oh, uh, what this? It's, I think it's a magic trick. Oh, you can tell this is printed in China. <laughs> this compass has an arrock on both sides. It does have an arrock. <laughs> See, two arrocks. And they point in different directions. They do. Ooh, that's going to clash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's wearing Ooh, a green hat green with, with a red, red sock Ooh, and a long hair. red Amy Pond style wig. Oh, it's tell you what, why don't you have this red one? Yeah. And I'll, oh, no, but I've got red on as well. Yeah, Keith... Yes, but I've got normal hair, so there you go. Oh, I've got a yellow one. You've got no hair. Oh! <laughs> I wouldn't worry, nor's Andy. And Adam's heading that way as well. You'll have to get Keith to read that when you get home. I will. Thank you. And now, on this fine, fine Christmassy morn, 
for your Pardon? delight and delight. It's about six. <laughs> You're about a week evening. early. Yeah. Mm. But <laughs> when this comes out, I will not be a week early. We are now <laughs> going to commence with <laughs> our traditional round of Swanee Kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, should we go first? Mm, yep. Give him a kazoo. Hang on. <laughs> I've got to empty out the spit valve. Oh. <laughs> on Adam's floor. <laughs> <laughs> on his nice clean carpet. <laughs> there you are. Do you have a kazoo? No, I have a sweep. Mm. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. we have something. <laughs> this isn't our traditional this isn't our traditional theme tune. No, okay. But it is a song that is well known to regular Staggering Stories listeners. Oh. Mm. See if you can guess what it is. I think I already know what it is. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> 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 Playing the same song, that's what I have to yeah. ask. Yeah. Yeah. Did you each decide on a song and play them at the same time? Well, she's only got a squeaker. <laughs> we'll try it again. Okay. Thank you. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, you've had it twice. <laughs> That's the end. Uh. Oh, I'm sorry, but I've heard things played more sensibly after a night in the pub. <laughs> we didn't claim to be tone perfect, but it was pretty damn close. It would have been nice if you came in the a hair's breadth of a tone. <laughs> of a tune. Don't diss the kazoo. Don't diss the kazoo. Was it meant to be the Staggering Stories theme? No. It wasn't the Staggering Stories theme, but it it is a song that we are all familiar with. Is it a song we're familiar with tonight that Adam never heard before in his life? No, no, Adam's heard this before because he's got it on his little MP3 Mm, player thing. Ah. Mm. Would you care for a clue? Yes. Yes. (laughs) That version was pretty shat. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so it's something shat. I'll give you another clue. Some people think the song's about drugs. Mm. We've seen the sky with diamonds. <laughs> no. Other drugs. <laughs> no. I don't know. Oh, he, um, Has he done a song about Viagra? Is <laughs> <laughs> a song about Viagra? He said other drugs. You <laughs> take me up. <laughs> <laughs> Lift me up. <laughs> You've given up, haven't you? <laughs> I didn't even start. <laughs> yeah. I think was... we gave up when you played the first note, but no. we didn't it even was know Mr. That tambourine, one. tambourine Man. Ah. <laughs> you should, no, you should have start finished with the Mr. Tambourine Man. Shouted. That's what that was. I'm sorry, I've sung that, and it still didn't remind me anything. We'll rewind and just do it again, and yeah. Yeah. it may it. take a few <laughs> listens. To it will. You'll be on drugs. <laughs> right, your turn. Now look. If this isn't good enough, we will make you do it again. <laughs> I know we were, a, we were a hard act to follow. <laughs> oh. 
No, you were just a hard act. This does have a connection with classic Doctor Who. Kind of. I I think it may may also have a connection to classic drugs. It was was on the same... You're not meant to give the clues before you've played the tune. The other thing he was watching, it was in that kind of like, you know... was she around the screen? The thin, the thin end. Blowing the thin end. Right, okay. Don't forget to hum as well. Get a good life for... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 One, two, three, go. See... <laughs> 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 If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> and so the connection that's how is, you it was play a swanny kazoo. The same time as the children's TV when the clangers were on. It was, you oh, came yeah. over and you watched the clangers and Magic Roundabout. So we won that round, guys. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bye-bye. Yeah. You, you only won it by cheating. <laughs> you didn't actually play a song, you just we made noise. <laughs> All I have to say to you is... Aww. Well, we did play a song. The notes weren't necessarily in the, in the right order. order. <laughs> Neither this was the tune. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, this isn't a too Vonnie sketch. Or a Mark and the Wise sketch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was playing all the right notes. Just not necessarily in the right, right order. order. And now, dear listeners, as it's that festive time of year, we thought we'd cast a critical eye back over the Doctor Who Christmas episodes. Probably not very critical I was just saying, not, not critical no. very much. I wouldn't have thought. All right, fair enough. Mm. I want it on record. I want the world to know that Voyage to the Bottom of the Damned (laughs) was rubbish. I thought he was going to say Voyage to the Bottom (laughs) of the Sea, then. Voyage to the Bottom of the Damned, I didn't (laughs) like it at all. You did not like that one. No, I did not. Why? I just didn't think it was very good. (laughs) (laughs) It introduced Wilf. And Kylie. Kylie, I could take or leave. And plummeting to a grisly death was not no, much, was, was no less than she deserved. Cup. Really, <laughs> yeah, she wanted to be an assistant. They just didn't ask her. It's a bit silly. <laughs> yeah, but well, she, I listened to an interview after that, and they said to her, "Would you have liked to have actually carried on as an assistant?" So, well, if I was breaking my recording schedule because I used to be an actress. But no one asked See, me. Ask. They yeah. did. They nearly made this mistake with Anne Robinson and the Android. They were going to get someone yeah. else to do the voice because they thought, "Oh no, she'll never want to do it." And then somebody actually asked her, and, and then well, she said, if you, "Yes, please." If you looked, she had a dance routine the year before with Cybermen. With with proto Cybermen. Yeah, Anne yeah. Robinson. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Smack it. Just, just smack it, please. <laughs> now, do we take the the first ever pantomime Christmas one, The Horns of Night? Oh. Oh. Don't Lord make me mom. watch it again, please. Not again. Not all four episodes. Huh? Well, that person has made me watch it twice. Yeah, yeah, four yeah. Episodes. So once that's to three review, times in your life you've watched mm. it. Once to review and once to comment on for the commentary <laughs> review. It is interesting. The um, BBC released lists of how TV Christmas viewing has changed. Um, it's 1936, it was things like how to carve a decent turkey and the like. <laughs> yeah. 1976, it was the Queen's Speech... Oliver, Morecambe and Wise, etc., etc., and now it's the Queen's Speech, Oliver, and Doctor Who. So Doctor (laughs) Who seems to become a a Christmas special. It's it's, it's amazing how quick, though. I mean, it was the second or the third year in, and it's Christmas tradition. 
Mm. Oh, completely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's only been seven years. It's a new season. Yeah, it's, it's a new Who thing because yeah. I think some some people might be mistaken for thinking that old Who used to do this. Yeah, and whilst no. old Who would go out over the Christmas period, yeah. it would still be just the serious the, story. I think the only day, time you know, the only time they've really done it in old Who is when an episode was actually broadcast. That happened to fall on, on Christmas, Christmas Day, Day mm. which was an old Hartnell one. Yeah, is that the one where he turned around and yes. said, "And happy Christmas, mm. yeah. Christmas yeah. to all you that's, at home"? That's, yeah. And that yeah. I think is the only time that is actually gone out on Christmas Day. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah, that was, wasn't that the Dalek Master Plan? Was yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he looked all it's, grandfatherly in that. I've seen the um, <laughs> the still of him talking, breaking yeah. the fourth wall in the yeah. biggest way possible, and he looked all sweet and grandfatherly. But it was just the fact that they didn't change the broadcast. They didn't broadcast it specifically for Christmas Day. It was just that the pattern happened to fall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do quite like the tradition of uh, that's now established of the, the Christmas story. Yeah. Yeah. I like the fact that it is totally out of whatever else is happening. Yeah. So the assistants yeah. aren't in it if yeah. there's some kind of arc going it's, on that's kind of ignored yeah. and all the rest of it. So it is a total standalone. It's a bit of fun. I quite yeah. like that. And it's not yeah. irreverent at the same time. No, it's, it's an not, unashamed bit of Christmas yeah, fluff. It's, it's not doing the series down damage of its own oh, no, history no. damage. Mm. But I've seen the trailers for this one and talk about give the bloody <laughs> plot away. Right, yeah, yeah. As soon as the title was released, everyone knew what it was about. Well, so. could more or less say that for last year's one as well. I, I haven't actually that. seen the trailers yet, yeah. so I mean, no. I'm still oh, pretty oh. much in the dark. Shh. But... Well, you know what it's called, though, don't you? Um, the Christmas Doctor Who episode. No. The Christmas Carol. He's no. a virgin. He's, He's a virgin. virgin. Yeah. He has not been spoilt. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, is, that, is that the title? Yeah. <laughs> He's a virgin. Married <laughs> 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 for the very first. Digressing. Is there off again? Have you quite finished? Back to the review here. Digressing slightly. I've noticed that this year there is quite a few <laughs> sci-fi shows that are doing a particular Christmas episode. Yeah, like what? Warehouse 13. Yes. Oh, yeah. Eureka. Yeah. Uh, I think Haven is doing a, Chris- a particular Christmas episode. Okay. Which yeah. it, you know, it's it's seen used to be a little bit silly. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it, 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 it's just... I'm not sure it's because of who, Probably. but it seems to... Caught on, and you, yeah. you know, other years they wouldn't necessarily do a Christmas episode because they didn't special. want it to date. Yeah. they wanted people to be able to watch it. Yeah, but it suddenly become the in thing. I think also mm. there's an element of we're trying, especially some of them, we're trying to be a serious program here. We're science fiction, you know. We 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 are sick. Let's have a bit of fun. They want to be able to do it then in such a way that doesn't belittle their own. Yeah. Fun. I mean, Warehouse Thirteen could have oh, so much oh God, fun yeah, yeah. because you couldn't use necessarily a Christmas artifact in a warehouse. 13 episode without it looking a bit cheesy twee or something yeah. cheesy but uh, no I, I think one of my favourite scenes from the Who's at Christmas has to be the TARDIS down the motorway oh, <laughs> oh that's that brilliant that's not very Christmassy though particularly no. all the green trees <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that that's the, the trouble you that have to take into account that the thing is filmed in the middle of August yeah mm. you know yeah. and which virtually every Christmas episode only falls on horses whatever is filled in the middle of summer in the middle of August no matter yeah you have to be, yeah, to, to get to all the productions production, and whatever yeah. done, and, um, and it has to be said as a rule in in London and southeast of England, unless you're in the middle of the countryside, it tends to be fairly unsnow covered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last couple of years have been the exception. Yeah, mm. but that um that TARDIS down the motorway thing, somebody's done a a still of that. You've got the 
cars, the TARDIS sort of precariously hurtling <gasps> oh, along. Yeah. And they've just put at the bottom, London, this kind of crap happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's a demotivational poster. Yeah. Yeah. And what else I like is uh, Top Gear, about a year later, released that piece of footage, but with te- David Tennant's soundtrack when he did the lap. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> my favourite, I've got to say, my favourite, I think it's the landing of the TARDIS in Christmas Invasion. Oh, the crash. The crash, yeah, yeah in the <laughs> middle of the air, through yeah. the dust. It still looks good even now. It yeah. does. Oh, yeah. It's other things. I think last year's, the introduction of the Doctor. Down the chimney. Yeah, oh, I saw chim- a chimney. Oh, it's yeah. Christmas yeah. Eve and thought, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so, so much of last year's was just brilliant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Last yeah, year's yeah. was very good. I think that's probably my first, maybe my second favourite mm, Christmas yeah. special. What was the episode where um, I think the TARDIS dematerialises, yet there's snow on the roof? Oh, that was um, The Unquiet Dead. Mm. Yeah, that was, a, that was a Christmas episode in everything but name. Yeah, well, yeah yes. more or less. It was, yeah. the, wrong, it was mm. the wrong time of year, but... Yeah, it was, what would that have been, April? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a dry run for a Christmas episode. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because the second Christmas special was really the regeneration story as no, well. That was, the, that first was the first one, was the first wasn't one, it? Yeah. 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 So poor old Eccleston is the only one of the new lot that hasn't done his one. own yeah. Christmas yeah. Yeah. special. Yeah, had five Christmas yeah. specials. Yeah. And so not sure if we can include the first one, because most of it he spends on his back and is only in it for the last, <laughs> last five minutes. <laughs> 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 lucky, lucky doctor. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I wonder especially if, with Rose's mum about it as well. I wonder if um, when Matt goes, if he decides to end at the end of a season, if they would do Regeneration Christmas special, yeah, or yeah. if they'd somehow try and get Matt back for the Christmas one, because I think they did it because it was the first one. Yeah. But I'm not sure they would actually do something like that now, because they do seem to be coming more themed around the Christmas idea rather mm. than around the Doctor kind of stuff. Well, yeah, the, I mean, the only mm. thing that I think really has broken that tradition is End of Time. Yeah, which mm. was more, really a Christmas episode no, it wasn't, at all. wasn't really. No, just part one of a two-parter. Yeah, it just happened to be set at around Christmas, but didn't yeah. actually include... No, nothing. Although a lot of RTD's ones weren't particularly Christmassy. No. The first one... First one was, was. Yeah. then Runaway Bride. There was nothing Christmassy about no. that really no. at all. Yeah. Apart from the killer Christmas trees, but yeah. that was back from the repeats on the previous year. Yeah. Uh, what else? We have Voyage of the Darned. <laughs> <laughs> Again, had angels. Had angels. Well, was, yeah. They were celebrating Christmas on the ship. Yeah. Apart from that, it, yes. it's, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. Next Doctor, Victorian Christmas. That was more Christmas-ish. Yeah. Ish. I actually enjoyed that one. It wasn't I really bad. enjoyed that one. It wasn't bad. I mean, okay. I mean the side. Cyberman were okay, but that's the Cyber King. No, yeah. not the Cyber King. That no. thing. I mean, it had a Cyberman's face, but oh, it's the all... shades, the Cyber shades. Yeah, but it's wearing a, what looked like a gorilla a, suit. Yeah, gorilla yeah. suit. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't so good. <laughs> <laughs> Moffat really seems to have grabbed the idea of make it really Christmas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Properly make it a Christmas episode, not just an episode that happens to be on at Christmas. Yeah, mm. well, as I, say, I like the way he prepares because, as he said, he wrote. I think he wrote this one when they were in LA mm-hmm. doing the um, oh, Comic Con. Okay, so that's the middle of the year. In, in the middle yeah. of the year, the air conditioning up to full CD uh-huh. with the Christmas songs. <laughs> and reading, there's an article in the Radio Times, he was struck down by the flu when they needed various major rewrites. Uh-huh. And he was on the set of Sherlock. Right, and the flu. He, yeah, and he <laughs> c- couldn't get into the Christmas spirit. He could, just couldn't do it. Oh, he okay. couldn't, yeah. couldn't write it out. And they were doing the Irene Adler episode. Right, okay. Which is basically, when it was originally written, 
given for uh, Arthur by Arthur Conan Doyle, it was a Christmas Sherlock Holmes because mm. it was set yes, around it was. Christmas. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. So they had to put snow everywhere and play Christmas and bang, he's back there. <laughs> and he went back and wrote the rewrites <laughs> for Who. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's some good bits in the different Christmas stories, and I think because they get to play with it and do things yeah. that they don't in the stories, they don't have to be so serious and there isn't yeah. cliffhangers. And I, I, I know again, I know it's it was his first episode and it was setting up the Doctor, but talking about the flivorous bit is the quotes from The Lion King from oh, Christmas Invasion. When when first you well, just just the look at these people and blinking step into the night, <laughs> yeah. and at that point we're going, that's the Lion King, mm. and then... <laughs> no, wait a minute, that's the Lion, King. but the season still stands. Yeah, <laughs> Why I think would I you pref- use a line from The Lion King because he was regenerating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So it didn't start singing Circle of Life? No, oh, no. no. Oh, right. <laughs> That's why I like the Christmas Carol one so much, because I prefer the ones that are overtly Christmassy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Something like The Runaway Bride, it was just a regular episode. Yeah. yeah. 15 minutes longer. Yeah. And he yeah, had the thing down the motorway, which they probably couldn't afford it had the time to do. Yeah. Episode. Apart from that, there's nothing there which couldn't have been done in any and, other week. Yeah, any other episode. Yeah. I think I prefer the next Doctor to the Christmas Carol one. Really? Oh, yeah, okay. the next Doctor's my least favourite. Yeah, well, I thought I that really was Voyage of the Damned. Well, second least favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Voyage to the Bottom of the Damned. Sorry, Voyage mm. to, to the, the Bottom, bottom of the Damned. <laughs> but I like that whole Dickensian look and... Yeah. That yeah. Kind of thing. It worked better first time because you weren't sure, though you didn't quite believe, you weren't sure yeah. he really was the next yeah. Doctor. Mm. Yeah. But in retrospect, watching it again, it obviously it doesn't quite work no. in that regard. And I really, really, really didn't like the super duper Cyberman thing. No, I was a bit steampunk. Yeah. Well, I don't mind steampunk. On on a silly scale. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. I mean, how tall was the Cyber King? About a hundred feet high. And how deep is the Thames? Yeah. Okay. Perhaps it was really kneeling down. All that stuff with the kids to generate power. Is that the best? they can do get a few kids to <laughs> shovel a bit of coal <laughs> is, that, is that their world domination sure there plan are, there are other ways <laughs> mm. <laughs> that was another good thing from the Christmas Carol was the um the snowmen <laughs> mm. yeah I've been busy yeah Amy's line someone loves building snowmen yeah I've been busy <laughs> and the police uniform don't forget the police uniform uh, and, uh, oh, per- personally I think it was the, the whole emphasis one step in the light or one foot in the light halfway out of the dark yeah that's mm. it halfway out of the dark mm. I've just had the thought of a Christmas story that oh, yeah. is okay. perfect for Doctor Who. Okay. Santa goes ill. <laughs> and the Doctor has to do <laughs> it. Yeah. He could do it. Because he's <laughs> the only he's, person he's that could do it. He's already done it. He's already done it. Red but actually have that as a Christmas... That's actually the latest IDW comic. Is, is basically it? that, yeah. Cool. yeah. Christmas comic. Have yeah. that as the, as the premise of the story. Of, on the, yeah. His sick little sideline once well, a year as he disappears. Again, going back to the Christmas Carol, it's the line, they're of course Father Christmas exists. There's me, Humphrey Bogart and Santa. <laughs> the photo that he pulled out of his pocket. Yeah, Santa gets kidnapped by the Daleks. Yeah. Yeah. Father Christmas gets cyber- cyberized. And do you think they should use the new Christmas monsters every year? You know, like the uh, spinning Christmas tree, the nah. evil Santas, the exploding baubles. I think they overdid it doing it, bringing them back the second time. Um, it, it, it depends whether it, the story would justify them. Mm. No, I, I, I agree with Adam. I think the spinning Christmas tree in the first one was genius. Absolute genius. Yeah. But as soon as you saw 
the Christmas tree in The Runaway Bride, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it is the opportunity to do silly things that you wouldn't be able to do in an episode without them looking odd or out of place. (laughs) So there isn't really a necessity to repeat the same gag. No. I think Moffat has got it right in going back to these old stories. Well, that is a a tradition in Who, is certainly most of Baker's reign is rip-off of old horror stories, old gothic stories. Frankenstein. Season 12, 13 and 14 is basically go back to your classics. Yeah. And it's Mm. there, there's Frankenstein, there's Forbidden Planet. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. All sorts. There's Faust, there's Shakespeare, there's Greek tragedies, there's even Jason in the Argonauts. The Horns of Nymon. Yeah. Yeah. We're not mentioning the Horns of Nymon. Well, it was based on the Minotaur in the lab. He mentioned it. He mentioned (laughs) it. It was based on the Minotaur and the Labyrinth. Yeah. So, you know, I've got no problems with uh, anyone going on oh that's a good idea we'll have that mm. I don't know what he'll do for a third Christmas special what other Christmas stories are there you can nick at the stage mm. there are lots of old classic ones yeah. I mean, it's a wonderful P- life mm. yeah you've yeah. got Peter Pan and that kind of stuff oh, as well you're really into Panto Peter Pan wasn't a pantomime. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas version, though, isn't it? It's, panto. <laughs> it's behind you. Yeah, Doctor you. ends up on Panto World. <laughs> mm, panto World. <laughs> so we're looking forward to the Christmas one. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I've seen definitely the trailer. I've seen, yeah, I've seen one trailer. That Andy that's, hasn't. That's all I no, wanted I to see, and it looks no, spectacular. No, no, no. Have you so, seen the prequel? Doesn't no. give anything away from the actual stories. Just I haven't. A, I I'm probably will watch it before. Yeah. But only just before. Yeah. Not yeah. yeah, let's put it on this. As soon as you see anything, you go, oh, God, I see what he's using this time around. I know the title. I know what the basic yeah. story is ripped off from. I don't think ripped off is actually a word. I think homage. completely homage and plagiarised. No, 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 no. no, no, no. It's out of copyright. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, just like a blue police box is okay, but you can't have a TARDIS. I think, in his case, certain pe- pieces of furniture can be used. <laughs> But no, 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 that's not under copyright. (laughs) We have to keep saying shush all the way through Doctor Who. Ah. Because by then Nanny's woken up and... This is Nanny Ireland. Yes, Nanny Ireland, yes. So she's woken up again and wants her now seventh or eighth... Well, tin of quality street. Yeah, or cake or Mm, something to eat. And they just happen to make all the noise. So we're trying to sit down at seven o'clock. Yeah, rustle, rustle, rustle. rustle, And yak, 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 yak. Are you trying to watch it? Oh, I'll keep quiet then. I won't disturb you because I wouldn't want to go on while you're watching this because I wouldn't really want to that's disturb it. you at that's all. It, but yeah. that, I, I'll just would, you, would you like a cup of tea <laughs> while you're watching this? Yeah, it's like a mince pie. Yeah, clank, 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 piece of cake, you just, know. No. Yes. I'm just watching Enjoy yeah. You're saying the thing for quite out loud How would you rate the Big Finish ones? Because there's a, there's a couple of Christmassy Big Finish 8th Doctor stories out. Oh I haven't heard the 8th Doctor ones I don't think uh, Well there was the one with Charlie Pollard On Edward Grove oh, right, not uh, Chimes of Midnight Chimes, oh, of, Chimes Midnight. of Midnight that's, that's definitely set around Christmas And that's yeah. a very good Good that is a very story. good one. Although maybe an episode too long, as I recall. Yeah, and I think there was... The One re- Doctor. The One Doctor, that was a, that was a good one. Yeah, and they, basically a pantomime. They've mm. recently done Relative Dimensions, mm. where um, I think the Eighth Doctor goes back and visits Susan and her son for Christmas. 
Oh, right. Oh, okay. You don't have to yeah. listen to that one. Yeah. So Susan survives Time War? Maybe yes. No, well, these are eight Doctors. Oh, before oh right, the time right, war, right, 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 right. Okay. Yes, probably. Apart from which, Susan will be on Earth and should have died long before the Time War happens. No, she's a Time Lady. Mm, we don't know that she's a Time Lady. I think she might be. That's assumed that she, she is. She might be yeah. just a Gallifreyan. I think she's well, a Time Lady. Well, there was never a distinction <laughs> on screen, was there, I don't think. And now we know just having sex inside a TARDIS makes you a Time Lady. No, 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 sex inside the Vortex. Has it got to be inside the Vortex? If you are conceived in, <laughs> in the, the vortex. vortex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if the TARDIS happens to be landed, it then doesn't you're matter, right. you, you can, you can shag away with no <laughs> possibility of producing Time Lords. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit creative writing in an hour. It's actually quite clever. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the slash fiction myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of the argument between nature and nurture, but I think that one is pushing it a little mm. bit. I think biology comes into a little bit more than the exterior outside the ship you're in. It's the radiation, it corrects yes. DNA. Yeah. yeah. Have you got a degree on this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm willing to try it out with any part. Okay, so um, in a few weeks' time, we will tell you what we all thought of Saturday's episode. Or well, Sunday's. Is it Sunday or Saturday? Saturday. No, Sunday. 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 Mm. Mm. Yes, it is Sunday. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes, it'll probably be next podcast, actually. Yeah. Mm. Mm. New Year's mm. podcast. Yes. All slozzled from the brandy. Mm, yes. Yeah. Okay, boys and girls, we're going to play silly buggers. Sorry, <laughs> we're going to play a game and show you how intelligent we are. What wonderful minds of deduction, the knowledge and breadth, the fact that the combined forces of our minds Somebody wouldn't kicker. pass an IQ <laughs> test. <Kicker if tried>. <laughs> <laughs> we're eh? going to play myth or truth. Eh? <laughs> So, my first question to my fellow players is, horses can only focus their eyes into binocular vision by moving their heads up and down. Myth or true? Probably true, because their eyes are on the sides of their heads, aren't they? So you can only focus by moving their heads up and down. Mm. I'd say it's a myth. Perhaps because horses are always doing that. Mm. Nodding. (laughs) They are. Nodding horses. Well, I'm sorry, Crumbly. Go to the back of the class. Mm. It's true. The result is a lack of depth of perception and helps explain why they're afraid of dark spots on the ground. Are they? Mm. Apparently they are. I didn't know that. Mm. Okay, here's one which Gene here will probably know. Some British beers contain fish guts. True. Yeah, true. True. Ooh. Okay. There's, <laughs> there's that fish gut beer that they were serving at Brockdale. Mm. the other most wine. <laughs> mm. No. Um, Sturgeon bladders. Ice and glass fighting. Ice and glass, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's to uh, sort of make the beer less cloudy. Yeah, yeah. apparently. Yeah. This is ice why glass, it yeah. most alcohol, apart from the fact yeast is a living organism, isn't vegetarian. You have to ah. clarify it in some other way in order to make beer or wine vegetarian. And this is why Adam's even more pleased that he doesn't drink beer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The expression Indian summer, meaning a spell of fine weather in late autumn. The word Indian refers to Native Americans. True. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, it's true. I think it's a very politically incorrect word, if that is the case. <laughs> it should be a Native American, American. summer. Ah, <laughs> uh, myth. I say myth to speak contrary. Actually, it's true. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> According to this, it's a 19th century American expression, and its name is based on the belief that such weather is more common in the Western states the Indian country, than the European settled coast. Oh, there mm. you go. Mm. Well, it was yes. politically naughty. It was. <laughs> right. Animal parents will often reject their offspring if they've been handled by humans. I think this is not true. I don't think I think this either. is not true because when Boots had kittens under the Christmas tree oh. and we had to move them, she didn't eat them. Even though my mum told me when I was growing up that if you touch the kittens, the mother cat will eat them. So I was terrified and thought Boots was going to eat the kitten. She didn't. She just sighed heavily and got on with it. <laughs> so I think that is not true. Depends what sort of handling, maybe. <laughs> I suppose if you smear them in fish paste, you may give them a lick. Yeah. <laughs> well, given you see on wildlife programs where they get hold of the birds to put rings around the chick's yeah. ankles and that, I would say it's a myth. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, no, it's very true. It's a myth. Oh. Mother, you lied. <laughs> <laughs> About so many I things. Could, yet she also told me if I overfed the goldfish, it would turn into a shark, and I believed that until I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> until we came and found a shark in the fish tank. <laughs> Yes, I mean, it says, I mean, if the parents are offended by the scent of humans, they typically give their offspring a bath. Well, there you go. Mm. <laughs> Quite sensible things, animals. Cold water? <laughs> yeah. No, just Shower. A bit of soap? <laughs> What's that stuff? Matey. Yeah. Matey. <laughs> Matey's a bottle of fun, you put it in the bath. <laughs> we play your periscope and then we have a laugh. <laughs> How can he even make... A bubble bath sound rude. They <laughs> should call it wanky, right, kids? <laughs> Did you see that um, misprint on the um, panto flyers for the whole mm. of Sheffield? No. no. It was, I can't remember what his name is, one of those Dick or Dom guys. Mm. He was starring as Widow Wanky. <laughs> <laughs> they, they printed off 50,000 flyers to oh, go awesome. around with the local mm. paper. And no one noticed. Well, yeah, one of the reporters of the local paper did. Ah, didn't put them out. Proofreader didn't, then, yeah. I take it. I think that was a deliberate omission, that was, not it? Go on, Joe. Go on. Right. I have one here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nike, or Nike, however you want to pronounce it, will give you a free pair of trainers if you send them your old pair. I don't see Nike doing giving you anything for free. I would say that's a myth. Yeah, I'd I... say they're an evil, evil, <laughs> evil, megalomaniac, evil megalomaniac corporation, corporation who hates us all yeah, and would be happy labour. died. I think that would be true because it works out like a good gimmick. Yeah, and I you just be... want them to send you some free trainers. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to them. <laughs> I think it might be true. Maybe at one time they said that they had yeah. a lifetime warranty and they. Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know. Go on. It's a myth. Oh. Yay! Oh, you two it... are too nice. Yeah. They said that they help, will help you recycle your old. In other words, they'll chuck them in the bin. But yeah. they yeah. won't give you a new pair for them. Uh, no. That's rubbish. Now, well, I have one here on. that if anyone in this room gets this wrong, you want to be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> All right, team effort at being ashamed of yep. ourselves. Okay. Yeah. I'm already okay. ashamed of myself. Big Ben. 
Is the name of the clock tower at the House of Parliament? No. But of the clock itself. No. It's the bell. It's the bong. The bong. Stephen's Tower has Big Ben the bell in it. Big Ben is the popular name of the largest bell in the clock. More correctly, it is known as the Great Bell. So it's a myth. It's not known as Big Ben. Damn, we should have all got that wrong. Just to to see her implode with rage. (laughs) So you're wrong. You're wrong. Did you know it's falling over very slowly? Yes. Because of all the um the you know they said the jubilee line might have been a bad idea. Yes. (laughs) Turns out they were right. It's, fall, it's falling by a couple of centimetres a year. Lee. Unfortunately, it's not falling onto the Palace of Westminster. No, it's falling, it's the, other falling the other way. Uh, <laughs> It'll end up folks. in the river. Okay, here's one which you'll all get, I'm sure. Get on then. Sitting too close to the TV will damage your eyesight. Uh, Important one for us. It was never that good in the first place. So. <laughs> Considering how close you sit course. to a monitor screen in the mm. office, I'd say mm. a myth. myth. I'm going to say yes, it will. You're all going blind and your ears are going to fall mm-hmm. off. Why is no? <laughs> Why is? Why? Well, because if you're going blind, you have to wear glasses a lot and it wears out your ears. And as yours are falling off anyway, because they're not attached to your head like normal healthy ears, that's well, it, what It's happen. quite strange that the detached lobe is the more commonest no, lobe no, in no, the human no. race. I'm, I'm sorry, the, we are now going to have to check. Lobe. Jane, is that a myth or is that true? See your... Are we, is this tr- what well, you expect here? Um, I say, or? I forgot what the question was. <laughs> yeah. I, say, I say it's true. Sitting too close to TV will make you blind. Well, mm. damage your eyesight. Well, if you're, if you're, oh, well, it depends what you're I think <laughs> it's false because, as I said, I used to watch Doctor Who as close to the telly as possible, and I can see better than her. Everyone <laughs> can see better than me. <laughs> Go on. It is a myth. Oh, it dates back it. to the early days of TV when some TV sets emitted excessive X rays. <laughs> can we now? Can we now? Can we now do the ear check, please? Yeah. Let me see your lobes. See good attached lobes. Andrew? Andy? A tat, oh, wobbly no, lobes. My, you can do yours this. are coming off my your head as well. My lovingly scroll down onto my jaw. <laughs> are yours detached? Don't think so, no. Yeah. See, all the intelligent people in this room have ears firmly attached to their heads. All the slightly deranged people who need hand-holding through life, their ears are coming off. What ears? Well, look, yeah, you can put these I know, you can tuck Keith's into his ear holes. Your sons have detached lobes. Yes, I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Here's one for all the science amongst you. Oh, go on. Gravity is uh, stronger in Hawaii than at southern India. Oh, mm. could well be. Yeah. It's closer it to the equator. It's not constant. Mm. I would say no, it, it might be true. Yeah. I'm going to say false just because they said true. 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 Mm. Yeah. The Earth so you... isn't a perfect sphere, yep. and as a result, experiences gravitational high and low areas. Gravity's pull is strongest in the south. Western Pacific Ooh. and weakest off the tip of India. So if you're really trying to lose weight, you should yep. nip over to India mm, to yeah, weigh yourself. You probably weigh a bit less. <laughs> probably hardly measurable. But. <laughs> right, one for all the botanists. All right, okay, let me count the botanists. Mm-hmm. No, we have none. Oh, okay. <laughs> The bark of the redwood tree is fireproof. True. Yeah, I'd say it's true. <laughs> no, it's rubbish. False. Do you want to fight about it? <laughs> yeah. Right, outside. Get the mud pit open. Right, the trues have it. Yay! Yay! 
So, so the high water content of redwood further reduces the tree's susceptibility to fire. You could say that's fire not fireproof. That's its susceptibility. Yeah. So if it's been really, really dry and it hasn't drunk, it might the world go up still like a candle on fire. <laughs> yeah. That's not fireproof. It's <laughs> like say, see, I'm less susceptible to drowning than say Jean because I can swim well and Jean perhaps can't. You know, it's not really true, is it? But should our hands be tied behind our backs, then we would both. Would both block yeah. tied to one's feet. Unless we really held our breath and then we would both bob there gently. <laughs> bob. Bob. I got one for you. Go on then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The soft drink Snapple is owned by the Klu Klux Klan. The what? The soft drink Snapple, Snapple. Oh, is okay. owned it's by the Klu Klux Klan. I'm going to say yes. Because it's such a stupid name and I've never heard of it, which suggests that they don't want you to hear of it, which <laughs> suggests that some people who are really beyond contempt own it. I'm so hoping it isn't because I've actually drunk the stuff, so Ooh, I'm no, going to say I, no. I can't believe it. I'm going to say yes, it is. Myth. Ooh. Oh. It says that there is no association between <laughs> Snapple. I'm and surprised Snapple <laughs> aren't suing yeah. this game for <laughs> even, <laughs> even daring to link yeah. them. <laughs> See them all stood round with their things in what? a bottle of Snapple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long straws. Yeah. Right. Mm. yeah to go through one more. Who's mm. got a good one? I, I, I Sorry, think I've got a good one. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sure so Snapple is no, no. the drink to have after after a night's cross-burning. Well, you know, you get a bit hot. It's <laughs> first yeah. This Guys, dodgy territory. <laughs> this is one that should be close to your heart, beloved. Is it about blind people? Is no, that what you're no, saying? No, no, <laughs> Sloan Square in London <laughs> is n- named <laughs> after the man who invented milk chocolate. Oh, mm. the milk tray man. No, no, because that would be milk tray square. <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> milk tray square. The milk, the milk yeah. tray milk. man invented chocolate. <laughs> you don't see Perhaps that on many Monopoly boards. No, no. I oh, think that's false. Oh, so true. Because uh, I think I've heard the story of why what Sloane Square was named after and I'm sure it didn't have what, chocolate what, what, What's the story? I don't know, I'm trying to remember. Oh. I'm going for true. I'm going for false. I'll go for myth. Yeah, myth. Yeah, myth. Don't know why. I'll go for truth. <laughs> I'll stand alone. It's true. Yep. So Hans you Sloan. You know your chocolate. So <laughs> Hans Sloan was a botanist who brought back black cocoa beans to Britain and mixed with milk and sugar to sweeten the flavour. We mm. like him. Mm. He's a good yeah. man. He was a, yeah. He's a very good man. He yeah. should have been made a saint. Yeah. He should have been. <laughs> he can own Snapple or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh well, that finishes that round of frivolity then. <laughs> And now, dear listeners, she's old, she smells of wee, and <laughs> Nanny smells of the seaside. Nanny does smell of the seaside. <laughs> I think they've headed down private joke territory here. <laughs> it's time for our Christmas story, read by Nanny Island. Hello, boys and girls. Hello, Nanny of... Nanny Nanny Island. Have you been seeing other nannies behind my back? I'm afraid so. Hello, Nanny Island. Hello. I'm now going to tell you a story. It's a story about Christmas and how it came about. Are you sitting comfortably? No. Good. It's called Befuddled in Bethlehem. Bethlehem's a long way away. (laughs) It was turning into an unusual day, even for them. Sure, there had been the usual running for their lives, battling the bad guys, trying their hardest to avert the unthinkable, and so on and so forth. 
They even had plans to stop off for chips before heading back to Jackie's in time for a Boxing Day lunch. It was the other stuff that had Rose feeling slightly befuddled. Come and learn about the true meaning of Christmas, he had said. Expand that primitive little ape mind, he had said. It'll be fun, he had said. So she had bounced excitedly from foot to foot as he programmed the TARDIS for Bethlehem in the time of silent nights, mangers and wandering kingly trios. She had joked about introducing Christmas cards to the world several centuries too early, fully intending to offer Mary and Joseph a cut of the profits. <laughs> but the Doctor had given her a look. Uh, you're on really dodgy ground here, human, and I'm still more than a little ticked about that whole Reaper incident, so if you don't want to find yourself dumped in the middle of the Salem Witch Trials with a pointy hat on your head and Jane's big book of spells tucked under your arm, you will refrain from making jokes about the delicate flower that is time, look. <laughs> so she'd been on her best behaviour when they arrived. She hadn't even passed comment when the TARDIS chose to materialise some 20 miles outside Bethlehem and refused point-blank to move even when the Doctor swore at it in Gallifrey and stormed around the console room making threatening gestures with his sonic screwdriver and finally threatened it with a large mallet. He eventually declared that the wart would do them good, pulled on his leather jacket and stomped out. It came as a bit of a shock when a dwarf just dressed in a dressing gown attacked him with a big stick, and he didn't even say thank you when Rose came to the rescue with a swift whack to the back of the dwarf's head which felled it like a small oak tree. Rose tapped the unconscious figure on the nose and frowned. It's very orange for a dwarf. Looks more like an umpa The doctor slapped her hand away. It's a munskin from the planet Munts, and it shouldn't be here. She snorted, stifling a giggle as he shot her another look. I said munskin, Rose, not munchkin. <laughs> Sorry, she looked down at the little creature. What does it want? No idea. Let's kick it and ask. So he did, and the munskin woke up and told them a long-winded tale of world domination and the like. He told them about enslaving the human race and making them toil under the yoke while Munskin kind made good use of the planet's rather glorious and as yet unspoiled beaches. And Rose, who was rather annoyed by such suggestions, spoke up for her people. It would never work, she said. We would fight you, she said. Our beaches will not be sullied by your foul stench, she said. And then she offered him Blackpool Beach as a compromise because it was a bit of a dump. <laughs> but the Munskin was having none of it and mocked Rose's words with an evil laugh. <laughs> he said. How will you fight when you have no hope? He said. We will take away hope and you will have nothing. It says so in your Bible. Rose, who only touched a Bible when she used one to prop up the wonky coffee table leg in Jackie's living room, glanced at the doctor. What does he mean? She said. No idea, said the doctor. Let's kick him and ask. <laughs> so he did. And the munskin hopped around in a circle, clutching his shin, making ow, ow, ow noises and squealing, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. And oh, what a foul plan it was. The Munskin and his five brothers had hatched the most evil of evil plots. More evil than the Master's plot to take over Gallifrey by letting all the nasty beasties out of the dead zone. More vile than the Slitheen plan to bankrupt the universe by buying up all the inflatable goods in existence, melting the polar ice caps on every planet and then selling water wings and swimming aids at hugely inflated prices. And even more despicable than the BBC's plan to reunite all the dead characters from Albert Square and launch EastEnders the afterlife on the unsuspecting <laughs> viewers. They plan to destroy every religion on Earth and then move in and take over as the people floundered adrift in a sea of atheism. And they plan to start with Christianity. But how? said the Doctor, hoping that, like all baddies, the Munskin would explain his plan in intricate detail. How can you possibly hope to destroy Christianity? And the 
Bronskin, who was not the brightest bulb in the box, laid out his plan with drawings and learning aids to make sure the Doctor and Rose understood, and explained that at any moment now, Mary, Joseph and Child would travel this road on the way to Bethlehem. A quick punch-up and a handily placed dagger, and that would be the end of Christianity. Child would be no more. You little bugger, said Rose, and punched him on the nose. The Munskin, while being top of his game when it came to evil plans, could not take a punch and he fell down with a groan rapidly galloping down Unconsciousness Boulevard. Right, said the Doctor, we'd better go and stop him. And he zapped the prone Munskin with his sonic screwdriver, rendering him immobile until he could come back and deal with him. Just then, a donkey clip-clopped into view. A heavily pregnant woman perched on its back, a man leading it forward with a rope. Totally oblivious to the Doctor and Rose, the trio disappeared along the road to Bethlehem. Wow, said Rose. How cool was that? Yeah, said the doctor. But there are five deranged dwarfs out there determined to stop that baby from being born. We've got to stop them. And off they trotted. Now, luckily for the doctor and Rose, the Munskins were not the stealthiest creatures in the universe and they were easy to spot despite their lack of size. Equally lucky for our heroic duo, Mary and Joseph and the donkey didn't seem to notice anything amiss in the Holy Land as they came to the end of their long journey. It may have been that they were shagged out from their epic trek, <laughs> or perhaps there was a surplus of blue police boxes, strange dwarfs, chavs and time lords in the olden days, and the Bible scholars simply chose to ignore them. Either way, the Doctor and Rose were able to creep up and nobble the first three Munskins before they had a chance to get the jump on the holy party. The fourth Munskin had taken up a position on a large, flat rock overlooking the road. He had a large knife in one hand and a set of nicely polished knuckle dusters secured on the other. He was not a nice Munskin at all. The Doctor and Rose were sneaking from rock to rock behind Mary and Joseph and the donkey when they spotted the would-be assassin, ready to leap from his perch and accost the holy party as they passed beneath him. Oh no, they thought, however will we stop him? So they picked up a lot of sharp stones and threw them at him just as he was about to leap. Ow, damn bugger, cried the Munskin, <laughs> as Mary and Joseph and the donkey disappeared round a bend in the road. He held up his hands in surrender, but Rose threw another stone at him anyway and grinned as it bounced off his nose and knocked him to the ground. You win, said the Munskin, as he stared up at the doctor's sonic screwdriver. But be warned, my brother is bigger and tougher than all of us, and he will kill child before you can stop him. Wah-ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> so the doctor zapped him into snoozeland with his sonic screwdriver and off they ran towards Bethlehem. Oh, how they ran and ran to catch the last Munskin. They ran past caravans of camels and peasants leaving the fields after a long day's toiling. They ran past a meadow where a shepherd was chasing a predator away from his flock. No, he was shouting, you naughty, naughty creature, you bad wolf, and he hit it with his crook until mm. it ran away. They ran faster and faster until the holy couple and the donkey were within sight. And there was the last Munskin, hiding behind a big rock. Nipping round behind the rocks, the doctor and Rose gathered up yet more stones and prepared to hurl them at the Munskin. But this one was more devious than his colleagues and had no intention of tackling the holy couple mano a mano. He edged forward, drew a rather nasty-looking ray gun and took aim, just as Mary and Joseph and Donkey were about to round the bend out of sight. Rose, who was really was a brave and heroic soul at heart, threw herself in front of the ray gun with a dramatic no. <laughs> and the final Munskin shot was ruined, and he threw down the ray gun and stamped around in the dirt, saying, Damn, damn, damn! as the holy couple and the donkey disappeared into the little town of Bethlehem. The doctor, who was somewhat irked with the Munskins, what with the whole aiming ray guns at a pregnant woman issue, not to mention the messing with the course of history issue, and definitely not to mention the fact that Away in a Manger was his favourite song, and he wouldn't get to sing it if the life of said little Lord Jesus was snuffed out before it began by a deranged dwarf, picked it up by the collar and shook it until it begged to be put down. 
Rose had gone very pink, and she bent down until she was nose to nose with the shaken munskin. How could you? she yelled. How could you arm a little baby? What has he ever done to you? The munskin blinked at her. What baby? he said. I was aiming for child. Yes, she bellowed, looking frighteningly like her mother. I know you were. Why would you pick on a baby? He hasn't even been born yet. The munskin looked thoroughly befuddled, and his eyes shot from Rose to the doctor and back again. The donkey, he whimpered. I was aiming for the donkey. That was our mission. And Rose and the doctor, for the first time ever, didn't know what to say. So the munskin, after they promised not to hurt him, explained. It was all the Bible's fault, the doctor said later, as they ambled into Bethlehem to find the stable and try to catch a glimpse of the baby. It really wasn't written clearly enough, and you could understand how the munskins had become confused. All through the Christmas story, there was talk of Mary being heavy with child, and kings and wise men coming to see the child, and the child being the son of God. To an egg-laying race like the Munskins, the pregnant Mary must have looked extremely heavy, and the only one with her the whole time other than Joseph was the donkey. So when they read that Mary was heavy with child, was it little wonder they assumed child was the donkey's name? Such an easy mistake. <laughs> the nativity scene was everything Rose had hoped it would be. Just a little smellier, what with all the oxen and asses doing what oxen and asses are wont to do when a woman gives birth in front of them without so much as a by your leave. She and the doctor ducked unseen into one of the stalls, apologising quietly to a rather startled-looking cow and peeked out to catch a glimpse of the baby Jesus. He was as cute as a button, with a tuft of dark brown hair sticking up from the top of his head. He didn't look anything like Robert Powell and had obviously <laughs> never heard the line in a way in a manger that starts no crying he makes because he was screaming his head off in a rather bad-tempered, pink-faced kind of way. Rose grinned. Noisy little bugger, isn't he? Do you think they'd let me cuddle him? The doctor frowned. Rose, you don't just cuddle the son of God. Why not? He's cute. Worried she was about to cause another temporal incident, which he naturally would have to clear up, he tugged at her sleeve and pulled her towards the stable door. Come on, time to go. It wouldn't do to be seen. We could get back and find kids singing about three kings, three wise men, one man and his chav. <laughs> Oi! Quiet, you'll scare the baby. Rose glared daggers at the doctor's back as he slipped out of the stable. She risked one more glance at the holy couple as they gazed down at the screaming newborn before edging after the Time Lord. Unfortunately, what with the stables being home to animals of all shapes, sizes and digestive disorders, the straw-covered floor hid one or two smelly, squelchy surprises. Rose being Rose trod in one, making a real mess of her trainers. Oh, Jesus, she said loudly, <laughs> scraping one shoe against the side of the stall before the doctor dragged her away. Joseph and Mary looked up and the Madonna smiled at her husband. Oh, that's a nice name, she said. <laughs> <laughs> and that was your Christmas story. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Don't mock me. I'm <laughs> Right. Right, feedback. You, yeah, you've been writing to us again, you festively lovely people, you. Mm -hmm. Yay! We've heard from Naya. Hello, Hello, Naya! Naya says... Hello, Staggering Stories team and the doubtlessly festively decorated plastic backup group who we have not <gasps> said hello oh, to. Given someone's wearing his festive he's Christmas hat. He's looking right at you he wearing his festive hat. Father Christmas, Christmas hat. hat. Yeah. Oh, it's, it looks it's lovely. It's made of fur. It's red it is. fur and yeah. white fur. Yeah. And, and oh. A little ball at the end. Hello. Hello, cardboard Got two hats on her head. Yeah. Not long Hello, for this world. Graham. Hello, Hello Graham. Graham. Balancing a card on his head. Yes. Hello, Dangerous Churchill. Dangerous Churchill. Fascist Spock. Fascist Spock. Woo. 
Uncle Tom Cobbley and all. And all. <laughs> is, is Amy going to be leaving us then soon? <laughs> it's going to burn her. <laughs> so this is the question. We know it's going to come to an end for Amy next season. Yeah. And we know we're going to have to confiscate Adam's credit card. Yes. So that he doesn't resort to <laughs> retail drastic therapy. retail therapy. And remove all the chocolate so he doesn't OD yep. on eating it. And, Keep yeah. him away from fast cars and steep drops. Yeah. But this is where we find the measure of the man. Oh, yes. When the doctor gets a new companion, as he will, will mm. El Presidente despise her or will oh. he just go, Pond? Who's Pond? <laughs> this <laughs> one's <laughs> nice. Yeah, and have a new that. object yes. of lust. Yeah. Will he transfer it depends how far their legs go up to a armpit. I get the feeling it's the legs because he wasn't this obsessed with Billy Piper or Free Maragiman. No. So. It's the legs. It's definitely the legs. No, it's the whole package. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Naya. Back to Naya. Hello, Naya. Naya says, I've been meaning to send you audio feedback, but my plan was foiled by losing my voice. Oh. Then I meant to send Tell you us. any feedback, and my plan was foiled by utterly falling behind on listening. <laughs> so in the hopes that I can contribute something to your Christmas podcast, a completely random recipe for cranberry relish. Ooh. This is where we need to go and find Nigella Lawson. Yes. Grind together. Oh, I like this already. Oh, 12 ounces of oh. fresh cranberries, one peeled orange, and two small or one very large peeled and cored apple. Stir in a cup. No. Stir in a cup. You've got to break the cup. Sorry. So we're talking China here. No, no, no. Breathe. Stir in one cup or eight ounces of sugar. <laughs> I'd go for the eight ounces of sugar instead of the cup. Oh, yeah, God. I think, I think the sugar would taste better, wouldn't it? I mean, the cup, she's going to get caught in your teeth. <laughs> Mix well. <laughs> I'm sorry, Naya, this is wonderful. <laughs> and leave in a refrigerator for a day so the flavours can marry. <laughs> or, or at least have a wild weekend in Vegas. <laughs> oh, serve cold. Serves four if you use it as sauce on a turkey. Two if you use it as a side dish. Or one if you eat it out of the bowl like my house, housemate does. Freezes nicely. Happy, merry, joyful midwinter holiday of your preference, everyone. We're halfway through the dark. Naya. Yeah, and she has an addendum. Oh, Let's listen to her addendum. Her addendum is half a page long. It is. We spoke about her sort of general grumpiness when it came to TARDIS Chicago. Oh, She wasn't oh, very yes. happy. Yes, yes, I did, I did get vibe from that. She has retorted. Oh, mm-hmm. what is her retort? She says, Adam, yeah. if there is such a thing as oral knitting, I don't even want to have <laughs> nightmares about it. <laughs> However, being oral sick knitting. does affect knitting. When huh? all you're good for is to sit quietly and listen to Big Finish, you get a lot done. I'm a third through a, ro- through a throw. <laughs> That's like a blanket. Yes, yeah, no, a blanket. <laughs> the Big Finish mostly came from Chicago TARDIS, and although I was whining on Facebook about someone cancelling at the last second, y'all have to... <laughs> y'all have, have really got to come to this one someday. We want to. In oh, yes. Yeah, that's, that's we had Matthew yeah. Waterhouse on a panel called The Curse of the Male Companions, <laughs> Janet Fielding throwing her tuppence in to is Doctor Who sexist as <laughs> illustrated see I read that first time as illiterate 
<laughs> and the next word is NASA, and that really worried me. But anyway, an illustrated NASA lecture, a 42 entrant costume call with the best master of ceremonies you've ever seen, a knitting circle during the banquet, and much more. There's even live podcasting. You can hear me pre-voice lost on the Big Finish podcast talking about old computers and Sherlock Holmes. All of this, and you get to eat Thanksgiving turkey until you roll, and either point and laugh at or join in the Black Friday sale-seeking mobs at the mall a short walk from the hotel. It's a great con, Naya. Well, we plan to go in 2013. Yes. yes. I will be avoiding the Black Friday sales. What's Black Friday? Um, it's day after Thanksgiving. It's day after Thanksgiving and all the shops down. have these like really massive sales. Oh, and you so are talking about people in oh. heaves going into the shops and find each other over. It's like boxing, the, the Boxing Day of the well, New Year Day cool. sales. We could find a coffee yeah. shop and just watch them do it. Yeah. Yeah. Are we allowed yeah, to you pack, go in take the sword with us? No, they oh, don't damn. let you through Hack the airports in America stab. if you have a lethal weapon in your wear, hand I, it, luggage. It will be a suitcase. Why are you there? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, like, like the New Year's Day sales and that we go in and buy sort of like a 52-inch flat-screen TV for £1.99 and that mm. kind of thing. We really wouldn't get that home. <laughs> nah. No. We'll no. just watch then. No. Thank you, Naya. Thank, Thank you, Naya. Naya. Hope your voice gets better. Um, I'm going to do something you can't do. I'm going to talk clearly and with uh, no uh, pain. Uh, stop it, stop it. <laughs> Sorry. I have here a letter from Benjamin Elliott. Hello, Hello Benjamin. Benjamin. Hello, Benji. Happy Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you. <laughs> I want to discuss the tear-jerking issues right now. Uh-oh. Separate mm. from other feedback or fiction stories that may come. Mm. I'm trying to remember if Doctor Who ever caused me tears. Earthshock, summer 1986, <laughs> for me. Tears of laughter. Yeah. The death aired 90 minutes before the rest of the story. Thanks, <laughs> PBS. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. And was certainly a surprise. Yeah, well, I, yes. My first experience of seeing a major character on a TV show get killed. I don't recall crying over the Happiness Patrol, apologising to my mother, who stayed up very late taping it due to a VCR timing malfunction, due to the story being terrible. I liked the Happiness Patrol. (laughs) The the massacre caused a few emotions, listening to the narrated audio cassette. I should Mm -hmm. rebuy it on CD before the BBC makes it unavailable. The end of the world might have brought a tear, New Doctor Who could do a good story, and I was hooked. The Unquiet Dead the next week was better, but I was expecting good quality by then. The novel Warlock probably caused me to shed a few tears, because I thought it was terrible. (laughs) It made me question why I was a fan of the show. How could I be a fan of a concept that puts out a book that is so awful? (laughs) So I tried to move on from Doctor Who for a few months, and had almost gotten to the point of selling my books before I rethought the issue. Father's Day was probably the most emotional Doctor Who story for me. My relationship with my dad is usually very good, but I'd gone through a year where we'd fought for an extended period and he'd got seriously ill, unrelated issues. The story of Rose reconnecting with her dad was a manipulative piece, but it was a very good manipulative piece. Very hard to keep a dry eye at the time of Pete's death. I haven't watched the episode in a while. An uncle I was close to died a couple of years ago and I could see any of his daughters in Rose's role. Mm. The biggest tearjerker for me was not a Doctor Who story. It was the episode of a US military comedy, 
MASH. Oh, oh yes. Another one. Not the death of Henry Blake. No. If you set a TV show in a war zone and send one major character off by himself in a helicopter, <laughs> you are asking for him to die. <laughs> But in the eighth season or so, they had a dark Christmas episode. A man dressed as Santa Claus was dying from his war wounds on Christmas Day. The doctors figured out that they could not save him, but determined to keep him alive until December 26th to not have Santa die on Christmas. Eventually, the man died at 11.40pm, and one of the doctors moved the minute hand of the clock a bit and announced time of death, December 26th, 12.05am. That one struck me because of a real-life overtone. One of my grandmothers was dying on my 11th birthday, and she kept on asking the time and kept herself awake until the next day to ensure that she died away from her family birthday. She succeeded. I now have to avoid that episode of MASH for a while because my other grandmother actually did pass away on my birthday this year. This grandmother was much older and much sicker, and I've long since grown up. It was sad. Bloody hell. You've not had a good year, Benji. No. We do. We're sorry for you. Proper Christmas greetings and maybe one more story later. Cheers, Benjamin. Quite depressed now. <laughs> well, it's quite a poignant tale, though. Yes, it yes, it is. Sorry about that, Benji. OK, well... Um... <laughs> what are you giggling over there? I can't move on. I'll read a short one. <laughs> we, we have a letter from Graham Sheridan. Hello, Hello Sheridan. Sheridan. Hi, team, Heather Pertwee and assorted members of Adam's Menagerie. <laughs> so as to Reese Parton's disappearance, Red. I've attached my rescue attempt as an MP3. Oh. Not easy crossing through the L space and recording at the same time. <laughs> but I did have a little help from a simian librarian. Ook. And I take it that's up on the um, staggering Ook. stories. The MP3? Yes. Yep. No, we're playing. We'll play it now. Oh, we'll play, play it, now. Play it. All the best, Graham Sheridan, the Pratchett podcast on iTunes. Don't you know? Thank you, Grazy. Is he Graham? Grazy or Graybags? Graybo. Graybo. Okay. Not Grebo. Not Grebo. Graybo. Graybo. So this is his rescue attempt. Okay, here we go. Right. Oh, calm down, old man. It's not all bad as that. Hmm. What's that strange accent? Where do you get that from? Hmm. What do you mean I can go stick my head in a pig? Uh, hold on. Mm. What? Oh, no, 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 no. What's going on here? Uh, sorry, Arch-Chancellor. Um, that might be my fault. Uh, who the devil are you? How the hell do you get in here? Is it for wizards only? Ah, uh, yes. Well, um, L space. Yes, I can see you're puzzled. Oh, I won't even bother to explain. I just need to brother the librarian a second. No, don't mind me. I'm just asked Chancellor here. I'll blast. blast. <laughs> now that we got him out of the way, now what were you on about? Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> oh, dear. Ah... I suppose it's my fault. Yes, Reese was only supposed to research the Hogfather. Oh, and he took it a bit too far. Now he's stuck in the realm of death. Oh, I suppose we'd better have a word. Uh, right, Avanshkenti? Oh.
now. I say, what am I doing here? Oh no, not again. <laughs> what my learned ape colleague is trying to say, give Reese back. Don't you have enough kittens yet? What have kittens got to do with anything? Anyway, he's rather good card partner. Really? Do I have to go and speak to Susan? Hmm? Your granddaughter? Hang on, two granddaughters called Susan. That's <laughs> <laughs> cool, Inky Dink. Anyway, do I have to go and speak to Susan Stohelit? Uh, no. All right. I'll let him go. That easy? What's the conditions? Uh, conditions? Just don't tell my granddaughter. That's all. Yes, that went a little too easy. (laughs) Oh well, have to wait and see. Keep an eye on the kittens. There may be a few more disappearing. Yes, so, staggering stories, I'm afraid it's... Well, it's a quarter my fault. I asked him to go and research the Hogfather (laughs) for our Christmas episode. You know, the DVD, it's just... Well, it came out a couple of years back. And that's when he disappeared. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, how is I'm supposed to end these? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ah, yes. Thanks, librarian. And that was it. So, before I play stop, I'm supposed to go... Bubbles! <laughs> <laughs> that was positively the most random pieces of <laughs> we've ever had. <laughs> and if you know nothing about Pratchett, you haven't a clue. <laughs> <laughs> OK, we've heard from Mr M. Oh, I'm Yo, so Mr M! He says, hello team, long time no right. Do you remember me? It's Mr M. Yep. yep. Yes, I've been very busy with various different things, mainly writing a new piece of fiction which Ooh. will be revealed in the coming weeks. Watching tons of TV stuff, EastEnders, Misfits, etc. <laughs> Misfits. Did you see... Andy? No, uh, no. No. Oh, EastEnders. No. Yeah. No. 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 What's no. happened to Pat no. Butcher? EastEnders, no. Oh, I thought she's going to die. Yeah, no, stop yeah. it. Yeah, they said in the paper she's going to die. Stop it. Don't you encourage <laughs> them. <laughs> Spoilers. And then there is those silly things called school and real life. Oh. Gets in the way. But there you go. <laughs> now, over the next three podcasts, I'll be sending in three very special pieces of feedback. Oh. One, a review mm. of Sarah Jane Adventures Series 5. Very oh, yes. special. Yes. Two, a review of The Doctor, The Widow and The Wardrobe. Mm. And a review... Mm. Of the year. <laughs> you now know what it's about. We've just spotted yeah. for Clumber. Sorry. <laughs> and a review of the year as a whole. And three, a very special piece of feedback. Ooh. So, Sarah Jane Adventures Season 5 has gone past and I haven't talked about it yet. Mm. One, Sky, 7 out of 10. <laughs> A fair story, but there were several problems. The plot, the acting, etc. <laughs> but, but some of it's good and some of it's bad. I must say, I'm very good at this reviewing lark, aren't I? <laughs> two, The Curse of Clyde Langer. Eight and a half out of ten. Oh, mm. Fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. But just two problems. Firstly, why did the girl that Clyde was with be a long time since I actually watched this so scared of the night dragon thingy magic earlier on in the story? And also the acting of the girl who plays Sky. Three, the man who something something can't remember the title. Seven out of ten, a good old Sarah Jane romp and loops back. Can't yeah. complain about it. Just a bit of fun. And Misfit series three has been airing on E4 at the mm. time of mm-hmm. writing. Five episodes of Ed and Rudy is an excellent replacement for Nathan. And because I haven't said this in so long, 
I'm not reading that. Mr. M. <laughs> he what said, aren't you reading? He said he loves someone. <laughs> what, what aren't you reading? Nothing. Read it. No. Read it. No. Read it. T.S. <laughs> Nicholas Norks. He says, P.S. Nicholas Norks. HTTP colon forward slash Facebook. Lots of wonderful stuff. So basically, go to Facebook and type in Nicholas Norks. Nicholas Norks. P.P.S. I'm missing Amy's legs. P.P.P.S. Hasn't Merlin been good? Yes. And I'm missing that. Aww. It's the last episode and they're getting Scullibur and I'm missing it. Good job I've got it on the recorder. <laughs> yeah. Good job there's iPlayer. Yeah. I have a very short one. Oh! <laughs> so does Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't know, dear heart. Hi, team! Hi! Hello! Right, guess this company liked last year's holiday special. Mm. I think he's referring to last year's Doctor Who special, When You See the Link. Ah. And he's given us a link which we're going to put up, but those of you who have got a pen and paper, it's www.buy.com forward slash prod forward slash air dash swimmers dash remote dash control dash flying Shark. Flying sharks! Forward slash 2249076891. Okay, okay. <laughs> They're just going to click on the link. <laughs> They're ha! on a computer at the moment. Yeah. Ha! Adrian from CA USA, California. I had a quick look at it because I'm sitting at the. I'm not reading out no links before. Brilliant! It's a flying shark! You won't control this thing around your office. Do yeah. they do them in England? Because that's an American link. Come on, one. Come on, If nothing else, go on the link to look at the little bit of video of it flying around the office. <laughs> Any more feedback? Sonic. Yep, I have one. Oh! oh. Oh. From someone called Sandro. Hello. Sandro. Hi. Hi. Great Hi. show. Thank, Thank you. you. I just saw the empty child doctor dances and oh. was reminded of how good it really was. Yes. yes. It really yes. Is. Mm. Just wondering if you guys have done episode three of Primeval series three. Probably. Oh, not Primeval. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you say anything oh. bad about Primeval. Borosaurus. Snoozosaurus. No, Borosaurus. And what dinosaur is going to come through the hole? Oh, I wonder what it will be. Oh, it's that one again. <laughs> well, I was. Well, when they had the one about the worm, I, my ears pricked up. I thought, oh, that might be a bit more interesting, but it was. No. Not a worm. It, it was a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got a joke about worm, but I'll tell you later on. Anyway, get back to this. Anyway, yes. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> We're digressing. We are. Now, we have a quote here mm-hmm. that he's got from a Simon Honeydew. That's a very nice computer you have there. Shame if anything happened to it. Does, does anyone understand this? No. No. Oh. No? Okay. He said bow, bow ties are cool. Yes, they yes. are. Yep. And then, I oh, don't Are we allowed to plug? Oh, yeah. As he sent some money. <laughs> um, that's an idea. We'll, we'll take the first of his children. Yeah. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. then. And he's sold. Okay. Check out my Doctor Who podcast, Voyagers in the TARDIS. We will oh. put up a link. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Well, Slap a link up. Yes. Right, we have another one here from Benjamin. Benji! Benji! Benji. I hope this one's happy. Oh, happy. Mm. He says, ho, 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 happy Christmas to the Staggering Stories team. Who's talking to you, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Ooh. I'm sorry, that just slipped out. Voice <laughs> does. Is she glaring at me? She, she is. <laughs> I'm going to hide behind my spit valve. That's not a spit valve. Spit guard. Spit guard, spit guard that's, that's the word. Ho, ho, ho. Happy Christmas to the Staggering Stories team, real and imaginary. So, everyone was minding the Ooh, business real. this chilly December, mm. and two Lost Doctor Who episodes turn up together. Huzzah! Hooray! Mm. Hooray! It is mind-boggling to consider that most current Doctor Who fans, including many more die-hard than any of you guys or me, have never heard of Doctor Who the last time a lost episode was found. We have been living in a world of 108 episodes lost forever since early 2004. When the original Doctor Who run ended in December 1989, we were missing 114 episodes. The Tomb of the Cybermen, all four episodes, last multi-episode recovery before this one, was revealed in 1992. The Lion, episode one of Crusade, was revealed in early 1999. Day of Armageddon, episode two of the Daleks' master plan, was the most recent previous recovery in early 2004. Over a year before the modern Doctor Who premiered, Christopher Ecclestone was not even cast at that point in time. Mm. Now we have Airlock, episode three of Galaxy 4, a William Hartnell story, and The Underwater Menace, episode two, a Patrick Troughton story. Airlock... (laughs) Airlock replaces Day of Armageddon as the earliest surviving episode from the 1965-66 season of stories. Can I interrupt you and ask, would real Keith and fake Keith stop pulling face at each other? They've been picking their noses. And they're picking their noses and phoning at each other. It's disgusting while we're trying to listen to this this literacy and this piece of magnificent script being read out. She talks some bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Packing in, woman. <laughs> While the Underwater Menace episode two replaces the Underwater Menace episode three as the earlier surviving Patrick Troughton episode, mm. period. Mm. Yes, the audio tracks survive in all of the episodes, and we should all buy the audios. I prefer CD format to buying an audio stream that can be lost with your hard drive. But when a story is made for TV, not all of the dimensions survive in audio formats. Day of Armageddon felt rather different seeing it on TV than it did on CD release. This really blows away all the other Doctor Who topics for the moment, and early Christmas for classic fans. Fans of TV, Matt Smith, a big Patrick Charlton fan. (laughs) (laughs) And since we have Facebook, Twitter and podcasts, resources weren't really around for the previous recoveries. This is time to talk up the recovery. There may be people who know of mysterious film cans out there who are unaware of the missing TV episodes of Doctor Who and other programmes. It's worth a shot. I hope you guys enjoyed the story I sent in this morning. Did you send a story in the song? You sent a couple of stories in for the Christmas update. Oh, okay. Mr. Dalek and being evil. Ooh. <laughs> like fake Keith is what? at the moment. What did I do? I just made uh, um, laugh. Still hoping to finally get the Mr. Dalek story completed. Suspect just... at least two of you will be furious while the rest will be rolling around on the floor in laughter at it. And I sent a link earlier to my wife's fan fiction effort in the Glee, uh, Glee <laughs> universe. Till later, enjoy the season. Benjamin. Thank, Thank you, Benjamin. 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 You two are walking home. <laughs> <laughs> This is another thing that's linked to Doctor Who and finding things. They found a Dalek in a pond. Oh, yes, yes. Mm. It was a little while ago now. That must be a real shock for the poor bugger fishing. Well, no, they were cleaning it out. Oh, this Dalek. Can you imagine? So, what do you find? Oh, normally we find 
carts and supermarket trolleys and, yeah, and, and Daleks. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, yeah. would you like to run your fingers through her silky locks? <laughs> <laughs> now I go off. Her cotton locks. If I hold it on, you can. <laughs> Pardon. <laughs> I've got two lots of feedback here. Ooh. Oh, you Ooh. greedy, you are. I know, I know. One from Nick. Hello, Hello Nick. Nick. Greetings, staggerers, who aren't evil per se. <laughs> the perky head of Pertwee and various cardboard knobknackers. <laughs> Back again with more random thoughts and a couple of stories. Oh, Ooh. First off, recently I was able to reintroduce an American friend to Doctor Who. My Good. friend, let's call her Shadow, had discovered Ooh. Doctor Who on her own and was quite taken with the David Tennant years. <laughs> <laughs> However, due to the change of rights from Siffy to BBC America, yep. my friend's been unable to see anything past Journey's End. Aww. I managed to connect Shadow to other means <laughs> of obtaining the 11th hour and happily Shadow enjoyed it and made what I think is the best observation I've ever heard about any episode of Doctor Who ever. Communicated to me partly by her and partly by a fictional character she created. Okay. Mm. So, guys... What have we learned from the 11th hour? Pluto. That if we pray to Santa, we might get a Time Lord in our backyard. <laughs> it also introduced Shadow to classic Who, suggesting some stories and showing her clips of Pyramids of Mars. Good story. Brilliant. The Doctor's confrontation with Sutek. She was impressed. In other news, while watching The Return of the Jedi, my two-year-old little brother came in. Aww. Sitting on my lap. Aww. Was completely still for over 30 minutes. Bloody hell. Nick. Spellbound by the bright colours on the screen. Yeah. Quite an achievement for a two year old. <laughs> he sat quietly until the final THX credit, at which point I nudged him off my lap to go wander off to find mum. It just made me so happy I wanted to share. Aww. He's also been able to sit through 10 minutes of Kinder. Well, that's all I can manage. <laughs> Most two fans. I love my little brother. Well, that's it. Doesn't love him enough to not hurl him on the floor at the end of the. Uh... <laughs> Thought about including some other random thoughts, but sided against it. Ah, guards, Nick. Thank you, random Thank thoughts. You. Welcome, Nick. Yep, Just keep them coming. And we have another one, Anne from South Carolina. Hello, Anne. Hello, Anne. Hello, yes. Hello staggerers. I've just listened to podcast episode one two one. We talked about Anne McCaffrey's no death in the oh, new segment. Yes. God. And most of you expressed the fact you had not read any of her books. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Well, where were you last yeah. time then? <laughs> we waffled on and we did, we did, you know, the Dragon Riders of Porn. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. well, I know that now. We had no idea what McCaffrey. we were talking about. I wasn't there then, was I? No, no. you wasn't there either. Because it was the three of us. McCaffrey, yeah. Well, well, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> Of course, she's best known for her uh, Pern books. Yeah. I've read The Dragon Riders of Pern. Uh, not Pern. <laughs> Pern. Pern. <laughs> it's not what was written on the paper. <laughs> I've read The Dragon Riders of Pern trilogy, which I enjoyed Dragonflight the best. It's the first of that set. And of the entire Pern series. I also have the Harper Hall trilogy in my To Read stack. Good thing about the Pern novels is that they are organised into trilogies and individual books they can read and understand without necessarily having read every other previous book in the series. Mm. The other Pern novel I have read is The Master Harper of Pern, which goes back and describes many events of the Dragon Riders books, but from a different character's perspective. Mm. Also a good read. If you're not into dragons and fantasy, I would highly recommend The Ship Who Sang. Oh, oh yeah, so I've yes, that, yes. that. Ah, Which is a collection of several sci-fi short stories. That was my introduction to Anne McCaffrey, recommended to me by my dad when I was a teenager and first started to read sci-fi. To sum up, my favourite McCaffrey books are The Ship Who Sang and Dragonflight. 
Start with the former if you like sci-fi, the latter if you prefer fantasy. Anyway, great show, as always, even with only the three of you. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to the next show. And in South Carolina, USA. Thank, Thank you, you Anne. Anne. Yeah, so I have heard of yeah, the, uh, sh- the ship that sang. Yeah. Basically, um, well, set in the future where um, they transplant sort of, you know, sort of human brains into control systems yeah. of uh, sort of giant starships. Yeah, Sounds a bit gruesome. <laughs> no, that's actually a good... Volunteers. Mm, that's it, volunteers, yeah. Is that the end? Is that thing? That is it. I can't see any more email that's coming. Checking. No audio. Just that one. Okay. I think. Hopefully I don't miss anybody. Ah. Right, we have a special Christmas gift for you guys. A glossy, shiny one. We've got yeah. a competition. Competition. Ooh, yes. Now, Jean, what can time. we win? Well, what can they win? Well, that we have one of a limited picture of... One, yeah. <laughs> which is the wonderful, wonderful Colin Baker. Make, Make ketchup and mashed potato be upon him. At Hooverville, yep. with the head of Pertwee aloft <laughs> in his hair, yes. yes. like the head of Medusa. And Colin has signed it for us. Yes. We'd get the head of Pertwee to sign it, but he has no hands. No, he's got lips. Yeah. It's an but... A4 picture, lovely colour picture signed by Colin, which you can win. And, and what yes, does yes. everyone have to do? Well, to win this once-in-a-lifetime prize, (laughs) our next podcast will be the New Year podcast, and we want you to send in your predictions for the year. Mm, And our favourite prediction will win the prize. So you only have a very short window of opportunity to win this... minuscule. This rather interesting picture. Yeah, tiny. So get emailing us. You can email... At show at staggering stories dot <laughs> net 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 dear yes are you awake are you awake dear I know these three letter words they're so hard to say just say big thank you to Steve Hatcher for oh yes, oh, yes. Steve 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 thank yeah. you Steve. thank you Stevie you are a fine man <laughs> of course Colin Baker did remember <laughs> when he came to sign his how can oh, you not does he realise that he started a web page a Facebook page and the fact that he now has a absolute long how many, yeah. how many you know, photos how many photos has he got now I don't know I think we've got five is it five doctors we've got now yeah oh, five doctors it's just who got Colin to sign it Steve Hatcher did and he genuinely did remember doing it oh yeah <laughs> but how often do you see the disembodied head? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, well, and she still has nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they both recognise it when the. Uh, Is that? Oh, was that because the Daily yeah, Mail signing, reported yeah. that she was seen running, screaming from a mm. building, yeah. wearing yeah. any towels and flannels? Yeah, that's the Matt Smith photo. Yes. And you've got him all excited and happy, mm. and the look on her face. Like, I've seen that. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, God, God it's following me. <laughs> it's the head and that strange man. <laughs> so give us your predictions, and we might give you a prize. Yeah. Mm. You haven't opened your present. No. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> it's Christmas, we need present opening. Yes. And uh, Crumbly here has a special requirement tonight. Special mm-hmm. needs. Yeah. For a particular <laughs> present, he must open. Ah, uh, yes. It is Catcher's reaction. On audio. I have an impending feeling of doom about this. It's the crankies. What does it look like? Well, you can't get it Describe it. <laughs> it's, well, it's shrouded, yeah. it's shrouded in tape. 
Oh, yeah. cheating here. Yeah. Unfortunately, El Presidente does hermetically yeah. seal his laminate. I've tried to get him with a blooming scalpel and almost <laughs> failed on occasions. He's done a very good job here. Oh, yes, actually. yes. Oh. Every orifice yeah. is covered in tape. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 Seeking Major Tom. <laughs> what do you say to Father Christmas? Christmas? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> what delights are on this CD that well, you hold lovingly in your hand? Featuring performances. Oh, oh blimey. <laughs> a lot of people know, I mean, I'm a rock music fan. I mean, yes. I like classic rock. Yes. Let's right. just say all my illusions are now tarnished. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiled. I'm mm. waiting for Shatner does Quo. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that will finish him off. Yeah. <laughs> The give, give us a army. few army. now. <laughs> give us a few headlines of oh, the songs. What oh. we, the classics we know you'll be listening to. Space Oddity really? featuring Richie Blackmore. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the horror! The horror! Oh, oh no! 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 The, no! The pain on his face. <laughs> Rocket Man featuring Steve Hillage. <laughs> oh no! No, these people are. No, no. Oh dear. Steve Hillis, who's done such blinders like Motivation Radio and you know, Fisher Rising and stuff like that. He's uh, crying. He's <laughs> <laughs> in tears. This is the sound of a man's soul dying. <laughs> Silver Machine, the Hawkwind classic. Oh, Bill loves Hawkwind. Yeah. Yeah, but could you imagine? I. <laughs> oh, I God. just. Gotta let him know he's done that. <laughs> I just took a. Right. <laughs> in a silver machine. <laughs> I can just he hear that in he my head, protest too much. <laughs> I think he secretly oh. loves oh, it. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Is that going on CD in the car on the way home tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'll look out for the traffic reports. Yeah, I'm just going to crash the car. Woman decapitated <laughs> by flying CD. <laughs> William Shatner being questioned. The Pink Floyd classic Learning to Fly. Featuring Edgar Froze from Tangerine Dream. <laughs> I should have got this for Bill. <laughs> and Iron Man featuring Zach Wild. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and oh, the, the coup de grace, Planet Earth featuring Steve Howe from Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Doesn't end there. Oh. Ooh, Ooh, here's, there here's a present from Tony. He said you've got to open it on air as well. Ooh, Ooh, it's very delicate. Yeah, I, 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 I hope Bill doesn't hear this because I think I've just discovered Bill's birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> Seems how he loves yes. Tangerine this dream. Is, this is a large rectangle box. Yes, yeah, it's quite big. Very not poorly wrapped. Not nearly as well wrapped, no. but you know, just well, normally wrapped. Yeah. Oh, there's oh. another large so, box. Careful, it's rather fragile. Mm. You know that because it says fragile. It, oh, and he's and he turned that. it upside down. Oh, oh is he done oh. it right, right away up? I don't know. Oh, tape involved. Tape again, very poorly wrapped. <laughs> well, yeah. don't... normally wrapped. Yeah, <laughs> not a bit. Nobody has it. Oh, no, that dog is like that on my wrapping. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you can do it. Come on, just rip it. That's it. Give it a tug. Yeah, not having to cheat on this one. 
to use the same CD. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Open the box. Right, yeah. what have we in... Oh, lots of bubble wrap. Oh, bubble wrap. Read the same bubble CD. Wrap. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hoff. The Hoff. <laughs> what, will only... the, what will the Hoff be singing? <laughs> like a rhinestone cow. <laughs> <laughs> and... Did, 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 did. Oh no no no! Oh, your your car has just plummeted in value. Because your Cindy collection is grown in stature, isn't it? No, 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 no! It hasn't grown in stature; it's just grown in weight. Well, with the Shatner in it, I have only one thing to say: Thank you both very much. <laughs> I, I just took a ride. See, he's singing it. Yep. Yeah. Already. <laughs> lead us out, young Crumbly, lead us out. Oh. Remembering that it is the festive time, they will be hearing this over the Christmas period. It goes out Christmas wondering Day. Wondering why on earth they bothered. Mm. <laughs> I am, that's what I'm wondering. People will be trying to listen to this while they prepare their Christmas meals, their silly sods. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Steve Hillage, why did you do it? <laughs> oh, no, Bohemian Rhapsody featuring John Wetton from King Crimson. Oh, Crumbly. Crumbly. Sorry. Lead us out. Um, I can't. Oh, oh, Richie Blackmore, how okay. could you do it? Space Oddity. We're, we're not going to get anything out of him. <laughs> no, no, he's so gone. Johnny Winter, he's bloody good blues truckers. Thank you for joining us. This has been... Rocket Man. Staggering Stories Podcast. <laughs> Number one, two, two. Join us next time. Cheryl Crow. <laughs> for more news and reviews. No. Michael Schenker. How New. could you all do it? And no. have a wonderful... Oh, God. Wonderful Christmas <laughs> oh, from everyone here. That's it. I'm Fate Keith saying farewell. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, I'm Jean saying happy Eula. Merry Crimbo. Oh. Merry Cricknell from Fake Crumbly, because you're not going to get anything from the real one. Oh, this is fake. This is... Oh, <laughs> so much giving up the will to live. <laughs> and this is Crumbly saying, be seeing you. Maybe. You have been listening to the Stagney Stories podcast, series one, number 122. Featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Crumbly, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. Views expressed here as a speaker. Don't necessarily represent those other speakers or a site. No copyright infringements intended. This podcast is now presented by www.assignmentstories.net. It's that time of year. For drinking too much beer. That's actually quite good. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, just knackering my chest. <laughs> Did you say I was knackering your testicles? <laughs> my chest. <laughs> it can be arranged. I know the voice has to start from low down. <laughs> no. that I'll get the forceps. <laughs> Medic! <laughs> You say, well, he's not going to say it. The fact that he's doing this, you know, that spit reached me from over there. The I'm fact sorry, that he's I'm doing this without even knowing what song <laughs> 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 <laughs>
you don't have many Christmas songs that say, you know, you scumbag, you maggot, you cheap, <laughs> lousy, lousy faggot, Merry Christmas, you arse, I pray God it's our life. No, that's, that's the classic, classic Christmas it, song. It, it, it sums up the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah, the people shouting abuse at each other. Oh, yeah, they do the time. Except it usually is too sort of loud for people to make out those words. The Vast Toffee Amen. 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 has announced to the sound of breaking hearts everywhere. Well, to say to a the part of Crawley, at least. You, you can hear the, sort of middle sarp sea as everything shatters. I thought you were going to say You the sound ruined of... my sentence. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm reading that sentence again. Okay. I'll shut Ste- up. Oh, oh, I wish. <laughs> Stephen Moffat. It's got some capital time. Uh-huh. The what doctor is, a t- is going to meet a new friend. Start that again. I'm not yakking. Do your Freddy Krueger with the crackers. That's going to look really good on a mm. podcast. It's like for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Could you all block your ears and go la 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 and now, dear listeners, as it's that festive time of year again... Excuse me. Yes, we thought it would be appropriate to review... Don't play Someone it with your nose. Oh, <laughs> playing play it with her point. nose. Some <laughs> 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 You say suck it and then peeling Adam off. (laughs) You play it with your nose. Where is your head at? (laughs) I think we're all keeping for a fun time tonight. (laughs) Jingle bells, jingle bells. No, that's you don't recognise Mr. Tambourine, man. I wonder if anyone ever says to Father Christmas, no. are we there yet? No. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, pardon me. Bus. just fart. No, I just burped. <laughs> He's <laughs> farted. We have here... Out uh, of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a burp, dear. A burp. Oh, you're, you're giving me that angry look again. <laughs> it doesn't work with a Christmas hat on your head, though. <laughs> While watching The Return of the Jedi, my two-year-older brother came in, sitting on my lap. His two-year-older brother was sitting on his lap? <laughs> I think it's his two-year-old mm. brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, I read that again. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably for dodgy, isn't it? Yes. yes. <laughs> a 24-year-old bloke perched on his lap. I'm watching. A bit dodgy. <laughs> Take two. Flight I'm sorry, best. I really need a wee. <laughs> <laughs> Get to go upstairs so no one can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put it on the TV camera down here. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Got the P-cam installed. Uh, take take no three. <laughs> Someone said to me, don't you know the season of Christmas? I said, yeah, it's Saturnalia. It's about drinking as much alcohol as yep. possible, eating as much food as possible, and basically having a jolly good time. <laughs> so what's wrong with it? <laughs>